All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Fort Worth Music Academy podcast. I am honored today to have our guest, uh, Ms. Rebecca Lucas, the owner of Adorable Boutique and Embroidery on Campoe Boulevard, uh, right next to Mama's Pizza. And uh, so we are in a crazy time right now where businesses like ours are being affected um, massively. We've been fortunate as a music school that we've been able to move everything online, um, but it's still, even for businesses that are continuing to run, it's, it's not easy. And I think for a lot, of, a lot of us, it feels like more work for less return. Um, so let's just start off with that. How, how has the, the COVID-19, the coronavirus um, uh, affected your business? And actually, before you, you tell us that, uh, maybe share a little bit about what your business is. Uh, okay. Background on that. Well, I have been in this business for over 12 years. Uh, we do uh, hand, pretty much custom embroidery, and we also make bows and tutus. We carry a full line of children's clothing. We also uh, can do business items. So, you know, if you're wanting business shirts, we can do heat press. We can do hats. We can order items. We have local vendors that we use all the time um, to order items to get things done for people, uh, save some shipping. You know, we, we just work our hardest to get people the best quality product for the best price. Um, my theory has always been don't gouge them once and never see them again. Give them a fair price so they can come back and be happy with the work and know that they're getting quality work at a fair price. Because I do, I have a lot of return customers who come back year after year. Some I've seen their kids grow from one year old to 10 years old. And it's just been an amazing journey to be a part of that person's life. You know, we do birthday shirts. That's kind of our specialty. Um, they'll be embroidered with some, whatever theme for their birthday and people are very happy with that. You know, we, we pride ourselves on doing things that most people will turn away as well. Well, that's awesome. That's really cool. That's uh, I, I love it. And I love to hear about all the repeat business and the, the connections and the relationships that you've, you've developed with people. So um, let me ask you this. What, it sounds like a big part of your uh, success up until now has been um, a lot of that repeat business and just giving people great value for the dollar that leads them to want to come back. When you were first starting out, how were you initially, just as a business owner, I'm curious, how, what, what were your um, means of attracting new clients? When I first started out, I was doing uh, road shows first to start. We would do craft shows. We would do, you know, funky finds, uh, shows in people's houses. Uh, and it was a mobile thing. And I really hated having to load and unload. So when we started the business, uh, we really kind of just blasted media. We told all our friends and family. Uh, we also went to local businesses and just let them know we were around. A lot of our business is word of mouth because once, like I said, they see the good quality, you know, their kid shows up at a birthday party with the cutest shirt to give to someone else. You know, they ask, where did you get that? Or a baby shower, where did you get that? So uh, pretty much a 75% of my business is word of mouth. People just said, oh, a friend told me about you. And they said, you made the best bows. Or my friend told me about you and said I needed to get my birthday shirts done here. So that is 
a lot of our business and Google is probably the rest of it. You know, people just Google us. We have great ratings on Google and they find us. They just, we come up, we, we're at the top of the list as, as far as being, you know, the business in the area to go to for embroideries. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Good for you. That's so awesome. And you said you've been in business for 12 years. So that yeah. would, if I've done the math correctly, that puts us at like 2008, yeah. which was like the, the recession. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And what was it like starting your business? I, you know, everybody asked me that. They said, why are you starting a business in the middle of a recession? I said, if you look at people and their kids, even though we're in a recession, no one is going to dress their kids in something that they don't feel proud of, that they don't want to show off. Even though we're in this, you know, recession, people still want their kids to look good. They still want their birthday party to be something special. And so a lot of our business was just, you know, birthday parties after birthday parties. You know, I did like between then and now I've probably done 30, 40 frozen shirts. Because <laughs> 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 people were, that was their theme for a good number of years, you know, and even now they're still doing frozen stuff. So, yeah. That, that's so funny. Cause that's like, I, I always joke that I feel like I need to be sending Taylor Swift royalty uh, checks yeah. because of how many new young girl guitar students we've gotten over the last several years who said, I want to be like Taylor Swift. So okay. it sounds like, uh, it sounds like you, you owe a little bit to, uh, to Disney as well. <laughs> oh yeah, a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, and, and again, that's, you know, that's what I said then. And that's what I still feel now. It's just a lot harder to do when you don't have your doors open to the public. Right. Yeah. So, so let's talk about that a, a little bit. Uh, tell us kind of about the journey of these last couple of weeks sure. and sure. what that progression's been like and, and what you guys have, have done to um, kind of meet that head on. Well, when our My Kids Spring Break happened, uh, you know, we were still open. We were still taking orders. Um, you know, it's still kind of not that big of a deal yet. Uh, and then we went on a trip. We came back. And the weekend after, I guess it was, or the week after spring break, um, we closed up Saturday. My uh, employee had forgotten his, um, laptop charger cord. So he went back Sunday to go get it. And when he did, he saw the notice that was set up, uh, from the government. And he said, what are we going to do? So from Sunday till Tuesday, which is when we opened back up, we, you know, had discussions. We were all on the same group text and we were just thinking about what can we do? What are we going to do? What should we try to do? We thought about trying to stay open, but uh, we had heard rumors from the strip that, you know, they're, they're enforcing it. They're having, you know, the fire department come out and tell people you got to vacate. You can't be here. And if you don't take that warning, you will get fined and or possibly arrested. So we decided Tuesday, this last Tuesday, we were just going to divvy up the work. So my goal was to keep them on payroll so they could still maintain and get a paycheck and to keep working on items, even though they may not be orders. I mean, we still had orders from the week before that people came in, even though they were recommending people stay home. We did have customers who did come in and place orders before that week we shut down. So we still had things to work on. So one of my employees who does embroidery, he took a machine home. And my other employee who does the heat press stuff and the bows, she took bow supplies and she took a cutter home with supplies. So she planned on continuing to work as much as she could 
uh, while she was at home and he's working on the orders that we still have out. Once we're done with the orders we still have out, what we have planned is to work on items for stock for Christmas, back to school, Halloween, things we always want to do, but we never get to do. And then we also have plans of putting some of our items online for sale through our Etsy shop. So we don't yeah, really well, good. Well, a lot, that, but yeah, that's really awesome. It, and it does sound like the more people I talk to, mm -hmm. um, in a way it's, it is giving them a chance to either start a new project they haven't had time to do before or to really organize and get caught up on some things that they were behind oh, yeah. on. So it sounds like you guys are taking full advantage of that. Yeah, we're definitely trying. Um, my goal has been to just take stuff that hasn't been selling and try to rework them and make them better. Or we do have a line of really cute uh, baby blankets and I'm going to expand on those so that way we can make, you know, birthing set, birth sets. So you get the baby blanket and then have a coordinating you know, onesie that has the similar colors and design, and then maybe even a bigger blanket, you know, and, and a bib that matches, all custom made in the store, so. Wow, that's so cool, I love it. Um, so I, I love that you said that your, kind of your priority is to make sure you're able to kind of keep everybody on payroll. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think that's awesome. I, I know, I have a friend of mine who's a business owner who will remain nameless, but he was telling me he, because they had recently, you know, it's funny because I've heard a lot of different opinions from a lot of different people and people who are not in situations of other people. It's really easy to say like, well, that person should do this or that person should have this or that. And it's like, look, each situation is kind of unique. And this happens to be a friend who instantly lost a lot of cash flow and um, had recently made some big changes and some investments and they were setting themselves up for the long term. And now all of a sudden the, the bottom has dropped out. And he's had to make the choice between paying rent or paying his employees. And he said, I, I'm going to, I'm going to pay my employees and then just hope that the, uh, the, the renters work with me on that. And unfortunately, a lot of people I think are, are having to make those choices. Well, uh, I just found out that, uh, that choice has been made a lot easier for me. My, um, my landlord, HFW Realty, which is managed by 312 Management. They um, manage the strip, and of course, HFW owns the um, the strip. They sent out a notice this week that said they will be um, allowing us to maintain our uh, lease for this month rent free. Wow. So, yeah, that's that was amazing because that was something that was definitely weighing on me. I mean, I would make it work and I would cover it no matter what, but you know, for me to do that, I'd have to pull out investments. And at this time in the market, that just was the last thing I wanted to do. Right. Um, well, that's so cool. Cause I, yeah. you, know, you really do see, I'm amazed. Um, I mean, I guess like with, with any extreme circumstance, it brings out the extremes in people, the best and the, the worst. So you see people doing some terrible things, but overall it seems like we're seeing a lot of people really coming to the table and saying, what value can we add to the marketplace without it costing people money? How can we help each other out? And, and I just, it's, it's really encouraging to see for humanity. <laughs>
Yeah. And I, I really feel like everybody still wants to succeed and, and they, you know, the landlords want their renters to succeed and they're going to do what they can. I mean, this is not the first time that they've been generous or, you know, done something that I didn't ever think they would do. Um, back about four years ago, we had two robberies within 14 days of each other. Oh. And the first time it was the door, I replaced the door. The second time it was the big plate glass window and that was an expensive replacement and they were just like we feel horrible this has happened to you we're going to replace that window for you don't worry about it you know just get your store back together and and back up and running wow. and you know so they I really do credit them and that's why I've been there for almost six years we just re-upped our lease so I'll be there another five Wow. Wow. Good for you. Yeah, that's, that's really great. You know, and thinking about like the statistics of businesses that I don't remember exactly what it is, but like within the first year, the first three years, the first five years, and there's something like within like the first 10 years, like 70% of businesses go under or something. But here you are at year 12 um, with, with every intention of continuing on past this. And I, I think that's, that's really awesome. Yeah. Well, I do also credit that to my customers because without them, you know, they, a large majority of my customers are Tanglewood moms. Shout out to Tanglewood moms out there. Uh, they're great. I love them. They, they're my best uh, advertisers that I don't have to pay. And for them to also, you know, call in, how are you doing? Picking up their order, how are you doing? They're generally concerned as well because they don't want to lose me in the marketplace. They, they like my products, yeah. you know, have people that, like I said, have been coming for years, people I've known for years and they're almost like a family, you know, my staff are my family. <laughs> One of them actually is my family, but, uh, <laughs> they, they are important to me and I don't want to lose them in this terrible time. And because I know even if I had to shut down for whatever reason and they had to, you know, find another job, it's going to be three, four times as hard as if it were any other situation. Right. So I don't want them to have to deal with that. I want to keep them on and I want them to stay with me because I do value them. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, well, that's incredible. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I did want to ask you, I was curious who, who kind of your uh, target market was like, who, <laughs> who is your general audience? So uh, it sounds like a great community with the, the Tanglewood moms. And yeah. Uh, yeah. I get a lot of recommendations on their pages and, I just, I know a lot. I mean, I watch their feed and, and I'll every, you know, other day I'll say, Oh, that's one of my customers talking on the Tangle and Mom site or that, you know, I also have a lot of, you know, friends of, or the parents of my kids from their schools that they've gone to, you know, a lot of them are my customers as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah. Uh, so let me ask you what's, just predictions. How how long do you anticipate this this is going to last? And if it drags out for a while, have you thought about um, contingencies or long term? What you because I'm starting to plan like for my business. Like I've got my plan A for sure, yeah. and then I also kind of got a plan B. I also kind of got a plan C, depending on how long every, everything goes. Uh, it's it's definitely hard. Um, my biggest effort will be to go online full on. Uh, it's something I've always wanted to do, but we never had the time because we've always been so busy with our orders, but now we've got plenty of time. So if that doesn't 
if that kind of falls through or doesn't bring in the money that we're hoping it will bring in, then, um, you know, I, my intention is to just keep on funding the business until it comes back because it has to come back. There's, you know, there's no, I don't feel like we can get for, I mean, we can get further, but I feel like we're, we're getting a handle on it now. And, you know, with the news, they're finding more cases, but to me in my mind, there have always been those cases. So we've all known everybody's been sick. They just haven't been verified. Because yeah, just now everybody's being tested. Yeah, there weren't enough tests. So we all knew there were, it, this was going to happen. And that's why everybody has chosen to stay indoors to help keep it from getting more than it already is. So I am hoping that within a month we should be back in the store and up and running. That's my, cool. that's my number one goal, cool. but we will still try to maintain the, the web web product. Yeah, I, I think that's great. I think every, or I think most business owners that can, if there's an opportunity to move things online, they're doing it. They're, yeah. they're working on it. And, and of course that's, that's what we did. And now there's, I, I think there are probably less people looking for music lessons in general overall, yeah. but now we have an opportunity to reach beyond our immediate area. Um, and it, the longer this, this goes on, it may, I don't know when things do come back. I think the landscape is still going to look a little bit different and yeah. people are going to be doing more business um, online. And I think the businesses that adapt quickly and do it efficiently are going to come out ahead. And I think the ones that don't are, are, are going to maybe fall through the cracks. I don't know. That's, that's kind of what, what I'm saying. Um, do you have any other thoughts on that? I agree fullheartedly. I, I feel like if we don't, you know, we've always tried to do online stuff. We've posted stuff before and it, for my business though, it was, it's people like to see it. They like to touch it. They really love the fact that when they come into my store, if they're not sure how it's going to look, we will mock it up for them right then and there. We'll show them the colors. We'll bring out the, you know, the design on the screen so they can see it. And for that, you know, my business, it's, that's really why I've never really pursued web, uh, web sales because my customers just love being able to see it. They know what they're getting and they're satisfied when they leave the store, you know, they're not, yeah. um, yeah. I've had at least four or five over the last year of customers who came in with things, even from Pottery Barn, Pottery Barn, vendors on Etsy, even friends of theirs that they said, you know, they would get this product and it was just not what they wanted, was not what they anticipated. And a lot of times we take out their work and redo it, or we produce something that is better than what they anticipated. So it's really hard for that. I apologize. We have an incoming call and I'm going to decline. I don't know who that is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I think, oh, it looks like I'm getting a call from Fort Worth ISD. I'm curious what that update All is. right. Yeah. Um, oh, shoot. That's, hang on, hang on one okay. second. I got, okay. 
Okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I think that's that's really interesting. Is is I think about that, you know, like if to me, like doing online lessons was never really part of the picture, except there were some there was some content I wanted to be able to offer to people and 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 that kind of thing, and maybe like some courses with some videos and all of that. Mm -hmm. But in terms of doing like in person lessons. You know, it's it's um, that people like coming in, like you were talking about, having that in-person connection, and, and especially with kids, there's not a market for online lessons for kids. But I wonder how much that shift that might shift now that parents are seeing um, their kids doing all of these online learning activities at home because they have to, and a lot of parents who are saying like, "Well, I, my kid can't do that," and now they're seeing them do it, and they're like, "Oh." well, maybe this is something we yeah. can do and not have to travel there, so. Same thing with my kids, you know, and I, I have a feeling a lot of parents are going to be wondering, you know, why they're spending a lot of money on tuitions for schools that can probably done, be done online just as well, you know. Yeah. yeah, and why are we driving so far to these places yeah. we can also stay at home and do it? But it is very frustrating to make them sit down and do it. That's been rough. That's been rough. I mean, they do it, but it's just, you know, it's frustrating. And I have to be here to make sure they do it. I think if I weren't here, they probably wouldn't do it. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so real quick, before we go, we're going to kind of wrap up. This this has been awesome, and uh, this is, it's a little bit therapeutic for me. But I want to ask you, uh, my last question is, what is your ratio of – uh, dreaming and aspiring for the future versus panic right now. So for me, what it is, is I spend, I get about six to eight hours a day of work in where I'm like, okay, this is what we're going to do for the school. This is how we're going to grow in this time. And then I spend about two hours each day just kind of panicking like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? And I budgeted one full day a week for pure panic where that's all I do for the day. And then the next day I get back to work. I would say it's probably 70% uh, planning because I am keeping myself busy. You know, I have a full sewing table behind me. That's why there's no background because the mess that's back here is not pretty, but it's productive. So uh, I've, I've been working on some new blankets and some new patterns and some new trims. And so that has kept my mind off it. So I would say probably about an hour before bedtime when I'm wrapping up and getting ready for bed. That's when I panic. So, okay. <laughs> yeah, right before I go to sleep. Makes it hard to go to sleep. But then, you know, I'm so tired from working all day. It's it's fine. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think a lot of people will, will appreciate hearing uh, you being honest about that. And because I think a lot of people are in the, the same boat. And my friends that I've talked to said like, oh, I'm fine. I feel good. And I'm just like, you're lying. You're lying through <laughs> your teeth. Let's be real with each other. I, I need that that sense of comfort to know I'm not alone. With, yeah, with that. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, cool. Well, Rebecca Lucas, thank you so much for uh, being with us today. Uh, Rebecca Lucas of Adorable Boutique and Embroidery on Camp Bowie next to Mama's yep. Pizza. And um, uh, where, where can people find you online? Best way to find us is to go on Google and it will take you to our Facebook site, which is also our webpage. So if you're not a Facebooker, we also have an Instagram. It's adorable FW. Um, and there you can, you know, if you see stuff you like, you can order it 
go to the picture you like, say, I want something like this for my kid. Give me the size, give me the name. We can make it happen. Because even though you're not having big birthday parties, you can still celebrate and make that day special. Well, yeah, and who wouldn't want to make their kid look awesome at home, mm -hmm. take the pictures, get the videos going, have a virtual party, and as your friends drive by, absolutely. It's, and for uh, like what some people are, are doing, formal Fridays, where they oh, uh, yeah. where they're dressing up it's like let's 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 give ourselves an excuse to uh to dress ourselves well and yeah. uh, so i love it all right awesome. thanks eric okay rebecca thank you so much and uh, we'll we'll talk to you later all right bye